Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. You're rolling with Jason and John. 92.9 FM ESPN. Happy Pump Day, February 28th to you. Will be one more of these February days. Yes, yes, yes. Leap year. Uh, would like to introduce you to our crew here. Of course, John Martin is here. Uh, two-time dad, father of the year material right now for the way things are going over in Germantown at his home. And then we've got the great Brad Carson here, executive producer on the ones and twos. We are all here and accounted for. Uh, we certainly appreciate you listeners. Lots to get to, including the Grizzlies being back in action. They're big underdogs tonight against a Minnesota Timberwolves team that is a co-leader uh, in the Western Conference right there with OKC and has beat you three of three times this season. They're looking for the season sweep. Max Struess. Ooh, wee, you see that last night? You don't see that often. Long shot, 59-footer to win the game uh, against the Mavericks. Tigers back at it tomorrow on the road against East Carolina. At one point, it sounded like Caleb Williams didn't want to be a bear. Has he changed his tune? And college basketball, John's going briefly. He watches it all so we don't have to. It's a big upset. And Lawrence, know about that. And then Kentucky-Mississippi State. That ended up being a close one. We'll get to it all. Yeah. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a it was a pretty crazy uh, pretty crazy night uh, in college basketball mm-hmm. last night because you had uh, also late night you had a half court game winner from Nevada. I don't even think I saw that one. Yeah, I, I, I didn't expect you to be up for that one. It was Colorado State Nevada or Nevada, uh, and uh, <clears throat> Colorado State's down you know big double digits with you know two three minutes left. They come all the way back tied up at seventy four and. Uh, Nevada's guard inbounds the ball, two seconds left, drains a half-court buzzer beater on the road. Oh my goodness. So, yeah, the Mountain West is a, uh, it's a, it's a really actually a fun league. I don't think any teams from it are serious. I don't think there's any contenders in that, in that conference, but it is a fun regular season league. Uh, they may get six bids, you know, because they do, they do a great job, Jason, of like doing a solid for the, for each other. Like when like, you know, Nevada really needs something to like solidify their resume. Here you go. Yeah, Colorado State lay down for you. I got you. Um, so anyway, yeah, that was uh, that was all. But Man, appreciate you know. that Mountain West update, bro. Yeah, Mountain. You're doing the tough work, saying I'm watching that mess. Mountain best. 
Better than the AAC. Sadly. Oh, yeah. Anything's better than the AAC. But, yeah, the, 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 the teams are all basically the same. Right. So it's kind of fun to kind of watch them eat each other. That's what happens. So, anyway. Did you uh, have a little action on that one? We come in? We get a little – is that why we were up? Uh, yeah, you could say that. Okay, you could say okay, that. Okay. It didn't go well, but, you know. Okay. And I also had action on Mississippi State. That one did not go well. I was kind of shocked that that one didn't get home, quite frankly. Uh, that was a that was a meltdown from Jans, and that in ninety one eighty nine. Yes, yeah. um, the idea that you couldn't like just neutralize the one player that was doing you in, like you couldn't like make an adjustment, especially for a team that's known for its defense, especially at home in a game you really need. Yep, that was uh, that was done. that was a letdown. That was a big disappointment for Mississippi State last night. Um, anyway, we'll get into all that today on the show. Mark Giannato is going to join us at eleven twenty five. Talk to him. About the Tigers as they get ready to take on East Carolina tomorrow, uh, one of their final three games of the regular season. They have East Carolina on Thursday, UAB on Sunday, and then uh, they wrap up with Florida Atlantic. Don't play again for a week, right? On CBS. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a Saturday game. Saturday. Uh, at 11 a.m. on the eye. The eyeball. Hopefully you've won all I hope so, brother. It. I mean, I you mean, owe East Carolina, come on. And then you owe UAB. I mean, Ken, and so we Ken should Palm be. And, T- and Torvik only have that as a one-point win, just for the record. Which one? East Carolina. Ken Palm got a 7-5-7-1. Okay, well, that's 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 up. Updated. 65% yeah. chance to win for Memphis. Yeah. For UAB, it's 75, because that one is here in, uh, at FedEx Forum, obviously. I, I, I'm putting I feel the, good about the, the UAB win's going to be 99% is what I'm okay. – I mean, okay. I'm, I'm with you. You you owe them. Yeah, so uh, let's see. So that's a four-game winning streak going into your Saturday game against Florida Atlantic. Torvik has it uh, 73-72. It's Torvik that has it as a one-point win. Well, we know we've deferred to him all year long because he's been right about the Tigers. Yes. Or his predictives have. Yes. His so, computer has. Exactly right. Um, but anyway, we'll get into all that with Mark Giannato at 11.25. Then at one twenty-five, Silver Waves Media, top 100 most influential you person in college it. basketball. <laughs> Norton Hurd IV is going to join us. We'll talk to him about that honor. Talk to him about uh, some, some electrifying high school basketball games last night. Can I say something? Can I make a prediction? Yeah. We're going to have two people that we know very well on that list next year. It's going to be Norton Hurd the fourth. I mean, next year's list, and John Martin. I predict it that's now. Kind, that's kind of you, but it will it will not happen. No, the way you are digging in on college basketball, the world has taken notice, and you will be on that list next year. I predict it. Well, I appreciate. Just keep it. doing what you're doing. You don't need to do nothing extra. Yeah, I'm going to try. It's going to happen. I'm going to try to do what I'm yeah, doing. You just haven't been on field of six eight long enough, but you are nationally syndicated, bro. <laughs> That's right. I'm naturally syndicated. So you and Hurd on the list next year. We're going to congratulate our man when he comes in here. What, about 125, 130? Yeah. All right. Uh, or earlier, you know. He's or a, earlier. He's always welcome to come Might come on, early. break some news. That's what we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Let's go there. Yeah, so he'll join us uh, at 125. That's the show today. But, as always, let's get it cracking with a little over-under. It's Jason and John's over-under. Over, over, under, under. Start with the Grizzlies. Grizzlies tonight in Minnesota here on 92.9. Pre-game is at 6.30 with the great Gary Darby. The tip is at 7 o'clock with Eric Gee-darby! Yeah. Brad, you're using your pleasant voice. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I got the, the, uh, the, the, the smooth jump. 
Yeah. Uh, we had our meeting yesterday for the show, and, and I decided that I, I need to take a listen from Jace Move over here try to mellow out Stop. a little bit. Stop. <laughs> Will the Grizzlies mellow out after getting their ass kicked in that last game? Tonight, the margin of defeat for the Memphis Grizzlies, quasi-tanking, uh, 12 and a half. Over. Under. Yeah, Ken Palm's got this one as a 14-point <laughs> L. <laughs> Uh, no, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty good at that. Though. Well done. I, I do. I do kind of sometimes wish there was like a Ken Palm equivalent for you know NBA games just Why, as, as a reference. Your, yeah, because yeah. uh, like sometimes I, like I'm flying kind of blind into this. Like I have a good gauge when I'm talking about college basketball, but when it comes to the NBA, it's like I you know uh, I, is 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 Cat in? I mean, Cat. I don't think played last night. Um, it feels like that number is assuming him in. Mm-hmm. So. That's the that's the part of the uh, equation that you don't know. Um, I don't know. I think they I think they probably cover that the Grizzlies. Oh my! I think they like yeah they they're on a, they, they're off a bad loss. Timberwolves on a second out of a back to back right, and uh, you know they're it's a it's they're going for the Timberwolves are going for the season sweep. It feels like you know Grizzlies would at least get up for that one um, to try to prevent it. I'm not saying that they will, but. I don't know. I just kind of feel like anecdotally, if the Grizzlies have most of their guys in, they'll they'll find a way to, you know, fall within that number. I don't like. I'm not running to the book to bet it. I can't like. Oh my God! I got to stop everything I'm doing, but bet the Grizzlies. Con, uh, as far as health, I think you got Luke Kennard out illness. Okay. That what about was, is Conchar in? Conchar's a doubtful left thumb sprain. Okay, that then, then so, the, yeah, the others are yeah. your usual suspects. That hurts. Yeah, obviously. not having the sh- not having the the shooting of yeah. Kennard. A little bit, yeah. I but mean, you, I know, think, I'm, you know what though? I think I think you talked me into it because of we talked about how much of an outlier the Brooklyn game was, right? That you've gotten mm-hmm. the effort for the most part through three and a half quarters, at least, really through four quarters, and it's just a a deal of you don't have the 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 offensive firepower at the end. I kind of like where you're at that uh, you'll play them tough here and finish uh, finish inside twelve. And I'm I'm, I'm going to go Grizz plus twelve and a half here. I like where John's at. I mean, we, we, Minnesota easily a team that can come blow you out. Right. They, they, obviously, you are on different levels right now with them leading the West with OKC. But, um, yeah, season sweep, so a little pride on the line for Memphis. I feel like you get one of them three-and-a-half quarter games where you're in it. I think John's right here. I'm going to go Grizz plus 12-and-a-half. I think he's right, You too. talked me into it, John. I mean, I, again, I don't. it ain't like something. It's fine, but yeah. I thought your case was good, and I'm buying it. I'm not in betting NBA mode, uh, so – you know that that won't start Again, until a month from now. Probably Gigi and Jaron were awful offensively last yes. game. You figure there's going to be some bounce back there. So yeah. uh, competitive game. Let's hope so. The interesting thing is we'll have two back to backs with Portland starting Friday. So both here need to really need to lose both of them. So I was thinking, if possible, the problem is they're going to try to lose two. That's it. So something's got to give. Slot where Caleb Williams will be selected as the Bears sit there at one. One and a half is the number our uh, linesmiths have set. Over. Under. That is the question. It is. I, I don't think Drake May is is, gonna, is going to usurp Caleb Williams. Um, I, I think, you know, now whether it's the Bears selecting Caleb Correct, Williams. That, that would be the scenario. But, but yeah, I mean, Caleb Williams for, uh, you know, and look, I could poke holes in, in his tape. You know, I mean, you look at some of the decisions in the games he had a year ago. Yeah, don't compare to Drake Mays now. Well, yeah. You can make an argument Drake May didn't have a good season at all. Yeah. I, I just feel like there's a lot more variance with Caleb Williams. Like his ceiling is higher, his flow is his floor is lower than Drake May. That's kind of how I feel. Damn. Like I just I mean I again he I could feel like his floor is higher than Drake. 
his floor is pretty low for me because his his decision making is so what, bad. What about ninety three total touchdowns in just ten, ten interceptions two years? I realize yeah. there were more this year, but we, yeah, but it's it's him. Well, it is him, but it's it was also all, it was all it was all him. It's trying. also Lincoln, though, right? I mean, it's also you know that offense and how it's kind of that's d- fair. set up. I mean, that's there's going to be a uh, an indulgence of yeah. of touchdowns and yardage, so. Look, I, there's no denying the talent, though. I think if I, if the Raiders were number one, I would tell them I would hope that they draft Caleb Williams, because you just I, I would I would rather swing for the fences rather than try to hit a uh, you know an in infield double, right? Yes. I think that's kind of the difference between him and look. You might get you might get it might, it might be a pop fly. We're gonna sort of stick with the you know because the pitching pitchers and catchers have reported Jason as you know. Yep. Um, but it, it but it also might be an absolute bomb uh, out to you know. Center center field, and it's gone, gone, gone. So I think you know when I'm trying to draft a quarterback, that's the type of swing I want to take. You know, I think you know Caleb Williams has the chance to be a you know top five, top ten quarterback in the league. I think he also has the chance to you know be a uh, have bad habits, be a bad decision maker, and take sacks and you know get hurt and all those things. So, but yeah, I think he's going number one for all those reasons. Uh, he did. Talk to Pete Thamel, said, if I got drafted by the Bears, I'll be excited. He also said, if they trade the pick and I get drafted by someone else, I'm just as excited. So he's kind of spoken to the narrative, though, the early narrative that uh, said he didn't want to be a Chicago Bear. It, it's as simple as this. The general manager of the Bears, Ryan Poles, here. If you take Caleb Williams, the guy that everybody says is the guy, you're going to be you're going to be fine. Even if he doesn't... Even if he doesn't pan out and, and, the, and it, he's not as great as you expect him to be, you're going to be fine in the sense. I'm talking about Ryan Pohl's job security. Right. Because everybody said Caleb Williams was the guy. If It's the same thing with Trevor Lawrence, John. I made that example to you off air. Like the guy that took nobody, nobody's blaming the Jacksonville Jaguars for taking Trevor Lawrence, whether it works or not. No, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so back to the point with Ryan Poles, if you pass on him and you take Jaden Daniels or Drake May and Caleb Williams goes to Washington or wherever else and he is a monster, that's it for your career. Yep. You're done. Like wrap it up because you're going to be the guy in the NFL. And those front, oh, he's the one that passed on maybe the next Patrick Mahomes. And so you 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 almost you're you're almost forced to do it. I've gone back and forth just as a fan. Mm-hmm. The fun stuff, yeah. Trade down. Would the Commanders give you two future first rounders to come up and get him? You take Jaden Daniels. How would that look? Sure, you could you could make a an argument that look great, right? And it might work. But if you again, if Caleb Williams goes somewhere else and he is that dude that these scouts are saying he could possibly be, you call it a career as a general manager. So that's why they're going to take him one. Yeah, I, I, I think you have to do that. I mean, I just think it's part of the. Yeah, it's it's not it's, to mention he didn't take a QB last year, yeah, right? Yes, the, the chance to pos- to get a CJ Stroud or a Caleb, you can't keep passing up these chances. I I agree with you. I I, I do. Um, and, and so he'll go one. It's exciting for you know the Bears. I I did see a video of Justin Fields that his manager posted, where he's like jumping up and down in the kitchen. Really? Yeah. So I don't know. If I, well, I, I, I want to say that. I, I don't think that's. Uh, I oh, you've been you've been informed that you're going to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears. It's probably that you're getting a. We're going to trade you, and you're going to get a fresh start. I, th- I told you, uh, Greenberg predicted earlier this week could happen this week, and I think we saw from the Bears. He said Greenberg uh, Poles, don't know a damn thing, dude. 
why don't you understand that he's all plugged in with the Schefters and the Grazianos and the who's my who's my other Darlingtons? They're not giving he him gets the, the scoop. Yes, they're they not, are because they want to be him. on his show, dude. Oh, he, no, you got to understand the way they work. No. They're all kissing his tail, no, trying it, to get into the A block well, of his show. We're going to add you to so that they list, can, so they can what? Increase their value with ESPN. You're, so they're all feeding him. Just you're, like you're just a Greenberg groupie. You're you're no different than Darlington. You're no different than Schefter. It's what? like when you used to feed Jeff all them scoops back in the day. I never fed Jeff. There was a scoop. there was a reason for that. I never fed. You Jeff increased a scoop. your value. Now I think I think this is what I would think. I believe there's probably just like a, some gossip. That's probably what happens. Like Schefter no, you, and all those guys kind of get around gonna, each other. And they I was going to follow it up with I believe Pulse has come out and said we're we're gonna. Let you know here very soon what right. we're doing with Fields. Because well, so, the draft's coming anyway, up. Whether yeah. it's this week or next week, it's happening soon. And maybe you're, you know, him jumping up and down is the indication Bro, he's he going knows. To Atlanta. You That's... don't jump up and down to come back to a Bears situation with a new OC. Yes. And a, and a, and a team Wondering you if they're going to extend on you on Instagram. a thousand percent. He's going to Atlanta. That's him finding out he's headed to Atlanta. And he's the from team, there. The team who's half his players he follows. He, he's from and he's there. He's from Atlanta. I mean, that's, that's, I'm rooting for him. Yeah. That's... And give me my second rounder for him. That's, that's Let's roll. What about number ten, bro? Number eight or whatever Nine. it was. Nine, yeah. I yeah, think. that'll be a wide receiver or or a edge rusher. No, I'm saying that's what y'all were supposed to get in return. It was the was oh that the, dude Kuiper? I mean, Kuiper's backed way off that. My my dream of getting a first round for Justin Fields is over. No, a top ten. It was led by Mel Kuiper. <laughs> said we could get maybe eight or nine. It's not happening. I, I, well, he wasn't the only one. Somebody else said the Patriots would give us their uh, what is it two or three whatever three? it is three? for Fields for Fields before before you know Drug weeks test. ago. Drug test. Dude, we're getting a second rounder. Who said that? You're done. They should be detained and arrested. Sure, Rex Ryan, I believe, said that. He should be detained and arrested okay. for that. All right? Yeah, it's not something to take a stand on here. We're going to get a second oh, rounder. A stand. And we're going to be in great shape. And we'll be the talk of the league. And you'll have to continue, right, to be jealous. I will be. As I, in my organization, draws all, garners all now, the Now, whose pick is this? This is, this is not y'all's. This is Carolina's? Carolina's. That's what I'm jealous of. Genius. And we got DJ Moore out of it, too. I mean, come on. Everybody. That's what I'm jealous of, is that y'all weren't even that bad, but you're going to be able to get a pick that, as if you were that uh, bad. Sounds like Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. And and you're going to be able to get a generational player. That's, Except the, the Grizzlies should be a true contender next year. We'll see on Bears. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think we both agree that it's under. So under yes, he's on, going on, one. On Caleb Williams. More games played. Of course, this is the Malcolm Dandridge, the academic deal that he's going through here. More games played this season for Memphis's Malcolm Dandridge this year. Our linesmiths have set the number at over .5 games. Over. Under. So do we see him again? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, uh, I'd just be, I would be surprised just because you don't want to take that risk of games being, you know, they forfeited, you know, and, I, and that's even to – Assume that an investigation would would be complete, you know, before um, you know the season is over. I mean, there's only three games left. I mean, you got one tomorrow and you got one Sunday, right? And then you're down to one. So I don't think we're going to see him this week. And then it really just boils down to: Will the investigation be over before the Florida Atlantic game? I suppose it could be, but I don't know. It just hasn't ever sounded to me like this is going to be one of those deals where oh, we're done. Okay, we looked into it. And you're back on the court. Like it just hasn't felt like that to me. I could be wrong. Um, and I, if look, if it, it if it is the end for Malcolm Dandridge here, uh, I don't even think it's a uh, that bad of a thing. For I Memphis. heard you would. You just seem you very dismissive of what he could potentially do for you the rest of the year. 
I just it I like the thin, idea. John. I know you saw a good result against Florida Atlantic. It's one. It's one. You, you, you are thin, and but those like, guys stayed out of foul trouble. That's true. And you did a lot to to do that. I mean, Golden went off. Yes, because you did. were trying to keep Tomlin Jordan out of foul trouble. You know that's part of the plan. Don't right. You know, don't get too crazy. But I mean, how many bigs so, are you going to see that are you know that quality? Right. I mean, there's there's. Let me let me. What is the incentive for Memphis to get this investigation done? That. Yeah, we need Malco for right. for depth. So we got to hurry up here. That's a pretty and get to the argument. bottom of this. I would rather the, to do, your point. They who knows how long if, if they're doing the investigation, right? So they, they can they then need report to be it. thorough. <laughs> Don't given they? their history <laughs> and what again? What's the incentive to get it done immediately? Right. It's not like this is David Jones. No, if you kind of kick the can down the road, exactly. Especially if you find out there's more, right. Maybe you get your, you know, you know what I'm saying. I yes. mean, this is what North Carolina did from a standpoint. Well, yeah, you, you have you, to, you have, you got to play the game now. Yes, you do. And and if you've got any leeway, you need to use it. Yes. And so, so the question becomes, how badly do you feel like you need Malco back? What's the incentive to get this done? And again, if you get it done, what if there's a lot there and you ruin what you got going right now? So that's that's my whole. Just been thinking about. Well, again, what's what? Why would Memphis even, you know. Try to get this done quickly and, and announce it. They, they, they shouldn't especially for if it a runs number deeper, of reasons. John. They shouldn't for a number of reasons. And I think that's one. Two, you're, you need to be able to tell the NCAA that you this was not a, uh, <clears throat> you know, we didn't just rush through this. We didn't just, like, we, we really, we took our time. We took weeks to do this. Yeah. Even if it meant our, our student-athlete missed pivotal games. You know, you need to, because this is another, again, I don't know how, much, how many teeth the NCAA has anymore, but I don't want to find out. Right, I right. just don't want to find well, especially out, especially as it relates to you. Yes, because you've been I mean, down this road and you are on, on probation. probation. Yeah, so you need to you need to have you need to be on your ba- best behavior here, and you need to say, you need to be able to say, hey, we 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 took three weeks. It, it, it even cost the student athlete in question the rest of his season, but we looked into it in every way, shape, or form to make sure that it was contained mm-hmm. to him, yeah. who it impacted, who it didn't. You know, so. Please, uh, please, you know, like that's 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 where I'm at with it. And again, you got a good result when you shorten the rotation. Now, is that just a one thing? Zero. You know, zero games. Yeah, for all I, those I reasons. Think it's under. I think it's under. under. I think I, I think I and I think. By I'd the be way, surprised. Now, again, I was surprised he was at the you know at the FAU game. He look, that, that surprised. If he wants to be on like the bench and support, great. You know, I'm I'm cool with that. It ain't like it's gonna you know make Memphis forfeit at games he's on well, the bench for. It's okay if you haven't ruined the season or further right. ruined it. Right, but at this just, point, that's you know, I just he hasn't. I wouldn't risk it because I, I I don't want to like if they do make a tournament, you know, if they do, I don't I don't want them coming back and saying yeah, but you played a player that was actually going to be ineligible, and now you have to forfeit all the games that he participated in. I'm, I'm in full agreement with you. So you know that's the last thing Memphis needs. So yes, I'm going to say under. Just to be on the safe side I, of this thing. I hate his career would end like that, but he brought it upon himself. 100%. It is what it is, bro. You yeah. put yourself in this spot. And then we have a special submission here at the end of our over-under segment. It appears there is a cross-check championship that came to a close oh. last night. Oh, man, y'all. For the New Hope Academy basketball team, championships for our friends at New Hope. The number of our lines have, have set it as .5 over-under. Well, we got it. So we're over. That's very nice of you, John. I know y'all have music set up, too. I'm... Give us speech. Give us speech. Give us speech. It's, it's funny that you say that because the parents in my in our group text last night, the basketball parents, were saying, Jason, where's the speech? You know, I like to throw back to my old writing days mm-hmm. and really get in there deep in our group text and 
Talk about what this team accomplished this season. 9-0. 9-0. Undefeated New Hope Eagles. Four uh, fourth grade cross-check champions. Little Chris, uh, five points. Uh, hit a critical free throw there late to help seal it. We had so many guys that did so many things. Uh, I want to name the whole team, but I'm not going to do it. Just know that, uh, that New Hope pulled through this last night, late last night. 40-35 overtime win over a very well-coached Brian Christine. And I am so happy that you, you gave me those couple of minutes. So today at the school, they were able to walk kind of through the through the halls and had the cheerleaders out there. Little Chris is going up and all the guys. And, yeah, it's the We Are the Champions thing, bro. It's the We Are the Champions That's awesome. feeling. That's I'm so awesome. happy for them. So happy for them. Bless them. No yeah. doubt. No doubt. Uh, it was dr- dramatic. Very dramatic uh, overtime game. Well, they flagrant fouled, my man. They they uh, they they. So I'm not, and I won't be able to talk about this without getting emotional again. So, right. But and again, I just want to tip my cap to Brian right. Chris. They did. They had to foul. Right. They're down two in overtime. Yes. And they 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 went to the little man, little Chris. Right. And of course, he don't weigh but about a, a right. 25 pounds. Correct. And so he went clean across the gym just yep. about. Now again, no, he did. Kid wasn't, kid, wasn't, kid wasn't from Brian Chris was not trying to hurt him. And again, I can't I can't state this enough. Brian Chris did a great job. Getting your your, but Chris went flying, and uh, my gosh, I almost ran on the floor, bro. Yeah, yeah he did. There's, I almost ran oh. onto the floor. There's video of it. Yeah, I, he, he I, lost, I lost his Christianity. I did not curse. I lost some of my identity. We were yes. able to pull it back together. No, Jace uh, was like, "That's a flagrant. That's a flagrant." <laughs> I did say that. Uh, we like, actually Yo, had the no, audio. Crazy. Of that. It is crazy. Cr- yeah, well, and, and, and I got I got the call. I and, we and did I, get I the that, call. If if I was officiating, I would have called flop. It was oh. it was a flop. CJ's been watching the NBA. He's been watching soccer. Now, it was a hard foul, but he, he sold it on the ground. <laughs> he sold it. He sold it on the ground. He was on the ground for about two we're minutes. Gonna, we're going to take away your title of, of uh, as Uncle John. Some, they, they, the way you keep calling this a flop. Well, it, again, I, I think it was probably it was a standard foul. <gasps> it was a standard foul. In my opinion, it was a standard foul. They upgraded to a flagrant based on the Academy Award winning performance of Look, that's gamesmanship. That's, How dare you that's gamesmanship. say he acted or flopped? <laughs> that's How ga- dare but you? But it was performant. It's performant. Because Brian Chris is going to believe that. It's performant. Well, he was going to get to the free throw line anyway. That didn't change the outcome of the game. Now, you, I guess you guys kept the ball? Yes, we kept the ball, and then okay. Chris promptly turned it over. Okay, so, yeah. again, BDL. On the inbound. BDL. He split, and he turned the ball over after that. So, it's like. But it put us up three. They, right. you know, I think they missed a three the next time. Exactly. So, again, it, it all worked out. And Jamal hit a couple. Briarcrest can't really complain, even though it probably should have just been a standard foul. They got the turnover, and he split the free throw. So, it's all the same. You know, but, again, these are these are all things that uh, don't matter in the grand scheme. Because I will say, uh, Coach Noah T., ECS product, play, yeah. play for Tippett. Um Fantastic job this season. That school is so blessed to have uh, to have Noah Teed, young Noah Teed, young man, young coach. He did a great job. Dude, he had he had he had. I, I said it in the uh, in my speech, he had our team more calm all season long than the parents. We're supposed to be setting the example, the parents, and you got me acting a fool each game. Can't help myself. No even, question. Even telling myself, I'm you need to be better, dude. Yes. Not being able to control it. Yes. The the the, the young men. Let us right and Teed instilled that in it's, them. It's so interesting, like just and I don't. I, I my kids haven't played competitive sports yet, so I don't really know how I'm going to be. But I kind of, oh. I kind of feel like I'm going to be the opposite of maybe how you were in that situation. Like I think that's what you hope. Well, like, I, 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 like you didn't. I, I don't think you did anything like badly or embarrassing. You were just like you were like. You know, you hurt my kid. You hurt my kid. I didn't say you. I didn't no, say that, you that, hurt my kid. That's now. just how. Yeah, that's, now, that's, now, don't don't change the story here. Nobody said that. I said flagrant no, foul. That's a flagrant right. foul. I, like, you can't I, do that. I feel like if it, 
I feel like I would be like, get your ass up. That's kind of how I feel like I would be. Dude, we do that all the time. That dude, that dude got again. You were calling this a flop. It's 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 it, it, it was it's totally. It, he, did he sell it? It's totally wrong. Did he, did he sell the the foul? No. Okay. Yes, he did. He sold the foul. You've only seen it from one angle. Can you post the footage on Twitter and ask, did CJ sell <laughs> I, the foul? I will literally post two angles of it. Bro got two angles of a of a. Of Bro, a the guy got him in the in the face and the body. And, and Chris goes down holding his just, face, just, ask, just like LeBron just would do. Just ask the people, right? That's exactly. Yeah, and LeBron exactly. known for flopping. Mm-hmm. So just ask the audience. Did my son, bro? I'm not going to argue with you about what some was a flagrant foul in the damn championship game. Now, now see, now again, you are getting me back out of my identity. You didn't, you you're, didn't, you're, you didn't this, see this. This is, this is a two not minute the, report. They won the game. There was a two minute report. The official admitted that it should have just been a common foul. You didn't see that. It just came no, in to no. Briarcrest. Uh, Don't you try to K-12. rain on this, on this parade? No, it on this New Hope parade. It's it's a great win for the for the. Uh, yeah, we got great people. In New for Hope. the Eagles. Coach Don DeVille, the athletic director, he's fantastic. Eagles, right? Yes. So for for the Eagles, they get their revenge ultimately. As far as we know, first undefeated team in uh, at least in cross-check league, New Hope history. Wow. So we made some history. We'll yes. have a banner. They'll not be able to take it away from you. Little Chris out there. Back on the same week, he was named the National Honor Society, by the way. That, which, now, that's the most Now, since you're giving me this thing. extra time, it is. It was his best accomplishment of the week. We should be celebrating. I should be celebrating that on Facebook as opposed to his athletic accomplishments. Yeah, so proud of this boy. I can't stand it. Um, <clears throat> thank you. Yeah, no, no worries. Now we missed you. Yes. Okay. His yes. other uncles were there. Yes, they were. You have two ch- small children now. That's right. So you have a, 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 a I did, good excuse. I will say I did plan to be there one Saturday morning, but remember my power went out. Oh, that's right. And that I was going to be there that because you were well, you're up the street of Houston. Missed the but, entire championship season. Uh, but. More importantly than not, not only did you go down and out, not only did you win the championship. Yes, New Hope covered every spread uh, along the way. I mean, they they, they were they, these are fourth graders. Over Don't put under. them in the same sentence with gambling lines. They did cover every number, though, <laughs> wouldn't you say? I mean, they were most of these were pretty convincing wins. No, I think they covered think last every, night, except for the first. Yeah, but that they were they were there were short lines. Yeah, they were, all of them were very short. All yeah. of them were dang near one possession game. And I also believe that it, New Hope definitely was an over team. They were mostly in the thirties every game. Yes, and they're in the, and so were their opponents. Uh, so it was a they, they were very much an up and down. Yes, uh, better offense than defense, yeah. no question about that. Uh, but you know, best offense in cross check this season, and you get the dub. So congratulations. Uh, Javarius Britton, y'all didn't know his name. 2032, the point guard. He's cold, junior. They call him junior. I, I saw him last year. I, I hope year. his parents are okay. I mean, it's common. They yeah. they already know. It's okay with me saying it. that this dude, this point guard, Brad seen him. He saw him twice this year. Yep. This kid, he's good. Is electric, ball handling, the shooting, yes. runners. But he's so dang unselfish. Yes. In terms of you got all that talent here. You're still playing the game and making the right plays. I am a big fan. Y'all will hear the name yes. JB. I believe he is the nephew of a former uh, Brockhurst standout, Elgin Lee. I will add, though, Chris is a ball hawk. He is he he gets in the weeds a little bit. Like no there's doubt. some real. He gets I, I, his I kinda, handsy. I kind of yeah, coached tough. him. I coached he's him tough. in that he's way. Tough. I kind of sort of when we were, you know, he I got kinda, that from his mom. Hawk. It's his it's ball a, hawk. He got that from his mom. There's TA in yeah. there, and he can run. I've seen him hit runners. Yes. I mean, he's he's got he's got it on both sides. I appreciate you, yeah. No, look, there's no question that uh, he's he CJ has done what I had what I've taught him to do. Of course, uh, you know, just in sort of our. When we were playing earlier back mm-hmm. in the day on that goal out in your backyard, <laughs> he is he is fulfilling the prophecy that we talked about. Both right. ends. You know, Both uh, ends. which is, you know, you don't guard, but you shoot. 
That's exactly. That is what you do, young man. That's your. That's, that's what you try to teach him. But Brad knows very well we didn't follow that path. No. Nope. Yes. We are. We are defensive. Yes. Oriented. Both sides. Yes. Now I need you to tell me who the first graders out there. I need to be looking out for. I'm not gonna play like that. Okay. But I, mean, I, I think fourth is there. What? Listen, y'all didn't laugh when Gary Parrish was telling y'all about Andre Allen in sixth grade, and now all of a sudden well, it's, it's roll no, your well, eyes time. Fourth, when fourth. I'm trying to tell we're you about fourth. a fourth grade, well, it's a little okay? early. Like it's roll your eyes time. No, we're picking it. Dude, we're picking them out in kindergarten now. What the heck you talking about? That, that's and right. I'm no, telling but, you. I'm telling you right now. JB class 2032. Him and Omari Smith gonna be right there at the top. If it's Penny Hardaway, or whoever it is. Okay, you better start getting these fourth graders. Offer him right now. You better now. start getting these Memphis kids. Offer him right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the ones you want. JB is one of them. You know, Hurd would not entertain this discussion. Hurd was- did, did done do below, uh, what, he done do below seventh or something? Yeah. Didn't he tell sixth yep. or seventh? Yeah. He said, don't talk. So we cannot talk to Hurd about now, anything that occurred last on, night. Post the foul on social media. I think you're shadow banned again, by I'll the way. I'll have to shorten the clips. You're, you're, oh. You can do that. You're shadow banned again, just so you know. So you, you need to fix that again. I, I think you need happens, to feed the beast a little more than you've been feeding it. But in all seriousness, congrats Thank on you. the championship. Thank you. Very kind. Um, I do feel like I won since yeah. I made him. That's right. You made yeah. him, man. He, you, and you built a monster. No doubt about it. All right. We'll come back with Mark Giannato. Talk to him about the Memphis uh, week ahead and more. Jason and John, I need to turn to him. ESPN. Bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay from FanDuel every Thursday with TNT Thursdays. You're not going to be able to bet on fourth graders. doesn't matter. You shouldn't. It doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. You'll get bonus bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't win on any NBA on TNT game. NBA same-game parlay is a perfect way to combine your bets for a chance to score a bigger payday. I like to say it's a nice little way. Turn a couple dollars into a tank of gas. You can go... For more, if you're new, check out those pre-made SGPs from FanDuel. Nice little way to figure out how you want to do it. However you want to play, just head to FanDuel.com slash Smith to bet the NBA with a no-sweat same-game parlay with TNT Thursdays. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash J-S-M-I-T-H. We appreciate you very much. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and of 929 FM ESPN. Must be 21 or older and present in Tennessee. Minimum three-leg parlay required. Refund issued is non-drawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max refund five bucks unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem call Tennessee Redline 1-800-889. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, back to the Jason and John Show. Live from the Leaders Credit Union Studios. Let Leaders Credit Union champion your financial story at LeadersCU.com slash ESPN. 92.9 FM ESPN. 
Greg Giannato is the sports columnist for the Commercial Appeal, host of Giannato and Jeffrey every day here on 92 FM ESPN. And I ask you, do you believe in love after rice? <laughs> do you believe in love after rice? You like that, Jason? Jason never likes it when I sing, bro. I think mm. it's I think honestly, I think it's racist. Go ahead. Well, it does it does feel like, for instance, it, to take your love <laughs> metaphor another uh, another step, you know, it seems like after, if you will, they kind of got dumped by Rice. The, the the team we thought we knew got dumped. Then they remember they they lost the four games, but then they won a few in a row and they, they, they prematurely uh a little bit thought they fell in love again. Dead cat bounce. Um, but now they've learned their lesson. Maybe I don't know. It's good vibes right now, though, with that team. I mean, yeah, it they feels all have like unity, it, it, togetherness. It does feel like it does feel even different than after they won those three in a row because of the quality. You know, they essentially beat two of the three best teams in the league yes. by record back to back, and so they should feel pretty good. Now they've might have dug themselves too big a hole to dig out of ultimately, but at the same time. I thought they were important wins in the sense, like if you lose even one of those games, like what are we, you know, every, a lot of you can't even have hope if they lose one of the two. Like right now, you can have like hope, you know, you yep. can like talk yourself into, hey, you know what, like maybe that committee's going to value a resume more than the net, and you know, you look at you look at their net their their resume right now. They can potentially add a quad one win against Florida Atlantic, which would give them seven, and then if you look at the two quad three losses. Both of them, like if South Florida keeps winning, yep. that might turn into a quad two loss. And if Tulane just became a quad three loss, if they can win a couple games here, mm-hmm. I mean, that's a big if. Right. Because they've stunk this year. They've been like probably the most disappointing team in the AAC based on who they brought back. Um, but they could go back to being a quad two loss. And then all of a sudden, you're getting to selection Sunday if you don't do anything terrible in the AAC tournament and you're a team with a seven and five record against Q1, Q2 teams, hopefully, Yep. with only a quad four loss to Rice. I'm not saying it's the greatest resume, but my gut tells me it'll stack up okay with other bubble teams come Selection Sunday. Now, your net might not be, like, the greatest, but we've seen in the past they don't, like, the net, people put a lot of emphasis on the net because it's like a, it's a metric that's, Readily available, and the NCAA created it. It's a it's a sorting metric, um, but we've seen with the seating and the teams that get in, it's not they don't follow it to a T. You know, like ultimately, um, I mean, Memphis was the twenty was twenty two in the net and got an eight seed last year, so um, it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. So you can talk yourself, and, and the point is, you can talk yourself into all that. I don't know; if, it doesn't feel as of right now all of that coming together per, well on by Selection Sunday. You'd probably it's it's more likely won't than than it actually will happen. But you can at least kind of talk yourself into it and and have hope. And that's why I felt like last week was so important. If you even lose one of one of those two, you know the narrative is is still like is 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 more like you know how the hell did this happen? And it still should be a little bit of how the hell did we get to this point? But because there's still a chance to get an NCAA tournament, and ultimately a team is going to be judged. By what they do, if they if they this team can get to the NCAA tournament, they can erase all these sins if they can win two games. Like you'll remember the whole season differently if all that comes together. Now that's a whole lot of that, you know. Like that's a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. 
but it's still something you can talk yourself into as a fan. And so it, I, that's what's that's what was good about last week. Ultimately, it kept it kept everyone. It should keep everyone invested, even though on the periphery there's a lot of stuff that you're going, man. Like we really, you know, what could have been, and you know, and in what if. You know, we could just avoid some of these distractions. Where could this program be? You know, because they have had moments like this past week. And like, you know, two years ago when they went on that run and beat Houston twice. And even, you know, and last year. Like, they've had these great moments as a program. And it just feels like they could have accomplished more even if they just kind of avoid some of the... You know, some of it on court, but a lot of it like extraneous stuff, it feels like, that's always circling around them. Um, but they did, you know, they got they got back on board. I mean, they went from literally probably the low point of the season, that SMU loss, and in a week span, you know, you could argue, I mean, I I still think you're probably going to remember like the Clemson win as, and, as the best win, you know, because it was the best crowd of the season and close game back and forth and... And frankly, like just the vibes around everything were great back then. Yep. Um, but like that Florida Atlantic win was maybe you could make an argument it was the biggest and it, uh, probably the second biggest win of the season. You went from like the low point to like a relative high in a week span. Um, and so uh, it's been it's been quite a ride. They've taken everyone on this season, <laughs> no doubt. How, how important is? Malcolm Dandridge's availability or unavailability the rest of the way. And would would you subscribe to, and I don't think I'm, I'd be paraphrasing John here, but the theory that they could be better the rest of the way, trying to accomplish all that without him in the fold? Um, I I don't know. I've heard that maybe I get, I guess I could hear the argument because it, you know, it's one less guy Penny can use, but Malcolm's been pretty good this year. Um, and if you run into fat and like Jordan Brown's got a back injury, like if they had gotten in any sort of foul trouble the Plan. other day, like they're, they're playing changes. with one big the rest mm-hmm. of the game, you know, like they, so I, I think you'd rather have them have him than not. And I, you know, I know like, like Naquan Tomlin, like he was already starting to like, if you watch the Charlotte game, that was a precursor to what you saw in oh, the Florida Atlantic game. Mm-hmm. It was building towards this. I don't think Malcolm was keeping Naquan Tomlin from blossoming because they were already starting to use him more out on the perimeter. Penny was already telling him, like, I need you to be more aggressive. Like, he had, he, like I think that was already happening with Malcolm on the floor. Um, and he obviously had his best game against Florida Atlantic, but I just don't think the two are correlated, and I think I'd rather I'll have... to what you're saying. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. have Malcolm than not. Now, that being said, it doesn't... You know, they showed in the Florida Atlantic game, it's not something that can that is necessarily going to be a death knell to their chances of running the table. They can still do it without Malcolm if if that's the case. Um, but I, I think I'd rather have him than not. He's been one of the... Who's that UAB he's big? That, one, who was that UAB big that tore him up inside? Luxembourg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20-something rebounds or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. It's going to be those teams, right, where there's a guy... Yeah, and, that and, that well, and let's just be honest. Like, Jordan hasn't given you a lot the last month, month and a half. He was good the first month and a half of the season. He, he was good defensively down the stretch of that game against Fort Atlantic, but offensively he's not giving you much right now. Mm-hmm. And he's been kind of, you know, and you just you sometimes need that size. Like Tomlin and Tomlin is more of a skinny guy, and and Jordan is not as tall. Like Jordan's more like 6'7", six, six, you know, between 6'7", six, 6'8". Six, yep. Malcolm is the biggest dude on the team. And yeah, to your point, sometimes you need him. Like against Charlotte, if you play Charlotte again, they got that guy who's like, you know, a big dude. Yep. Like you want you want to have Malcolm for that matchup. So uh, that's how I look at it. But again, I don't think it's 
you know, it doesn't, again, I don't think it's something that can prevent them from, you know, Doing going on a run here late. I don't think it's going to be a, de- you know, it wouldn't be like losing David Jones or losing um, even Naquan Tomlin, like, would feel pretty, a pretty significant well, blow. I'll ask you the question that John and I were discussing. Do you think we'll see a conclusion to this during the season? I mean, my guess would be no. These uh, that would be my guess right now. If I that would That's be the we're at. that would be the betting favorite. I would think these things take. I, I think my my you know especially if if it's I, I don't know, I don't want to speculate too much on but like I think they're going to be like looking into a lot of different things. I would assume, mm-hmm. um, and there's like you know some sort of like student conduct, you know, process that they're going to have to go through as a university yeah. once they. Once they develop a case or whatever, whatever they're doing right now, information gathering. I'm assuming there's also there's a, you know, uh, there there is a set about pro. You know, they every university has these, and they're they're confidential. Like you can't, you know, it's not like publicized. It's uh, you know, it's a, you know, there's usually like a uh, a board of your peers and some, you know, professors and what what have you that decide. You know, there's processes for this stuff, and you know, I mean, my. I certainly don't think it's going to be like concluded this week, or in, I don't know. So um, we'll see. Maybe they can expedite it because of it's basketball. But usually, when you run into these situations, it's like everyone's treated the same. Like it doesn't matter that you play basketball, right? Um, you know, it's just like whatever the process is for students at the University of Memphis. That's what that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think there's any incentive to expedite. I would be more careful than careful. Just yeah, to- and that's the other part. It's like I mean, I was looking it up. I went and found. A case, Mississippi State got in trouble for academic stuff. 2019, it was like a tutor was doing work for, it was like 10 football players and a men's basketball player. And the punishments weren't like significant. It was like kind of like a slap on the, it was like, you know, they lost, each team lost some, a couple scholarships and some recruiting visits and stuff like that. They got fined, whatever. The tutor was excommunicated, you know, excommunicated, whatever, show cause and all that. And they, they got put on probation. The only tricky part for this is Memphis is already Almost. on probation. So, like, that, how does that fit into it um, in terms of the fallout if indeed this is, there's merit to all of this stuff um, once they do their, due diligence here mm-hmm. um so that that to me is the trick the only tricky part of this i don't think like the actual potential allegation here is like something that is a any sort of significant it's not, frankly it's like not it doesn't feel like anything close to some of the things the program has faced yeah. before yeah. um unless it's more than malcolm it runs deeper yeah so um but even then again 10 football players and a basketball player would got we're having their had a tutor at Mississippi State helping them do you know whatever that's what they found and so like and it, again when you looked at the punishment it was like okay like certainly it wasn't nothing that they got punished for but it also wasn't like postseason ban or right. anything like anything that would be a death knell to a program or right, anything that are said, sit, you, really you're Memphis and you're on probation yes that's the tricky part a little bit that's the tricky part in all of this because even though it's right now at the university level what people have to realize is they are doing this and if they find anything they have that's to self-report it. Like that's the that's that's what they're you know so it's gonna be uh be interesting to see how this plays out but it goes back to it's gonna take there's some there's a lot of different things at play here that right. suggest this is not gonna be some speedy process. Yeah. I was talking to I don't know who I was talking to. Um, <clears throat> I was talking to 
And and they and the question was, what about Penny? Penny's mm-hmm. sort of culpability in this, culp- uh, Penny's sort of responsibility in this, and how it would impact, if at all, his job. And my my answer, and I'm curious to see if you agree, would be it would not. I think ultimately, again, it it boils down to the tricky part of. I think if taken singularly, no, it would. You know, like we saw at Mississippi State, like ultimately. You know, like none of the head coaches there, you know, got in, were named or got in trouble in all of that. The tutor was doing that. But again, it goes back to the tricky part of Penny is just got, you know, just got a suspension, just served a suspension from the NCAA. And um, what do they think, you know, how does that work factor into it? I don't know. Um, but I would, I don't, I don't think this would be the reason. Um, this would be some sort of reason that Penny's job would be threatened, unless right. it's, I mean, I guess it's like the whole team was doing it, and you know, maybe it would have to be something something so widespread. So, I don't know, yeah. like so. I, I don't know. I, I my, my thought is ultimately it's going to take the like. I don't think the NCAA can just like is going to do anything that will force Penny to um, not be the coach at Memphis, and I don't think Memphis is going to do anything that would force Penny not to be the coach at Memphis moving forward. Again, unless there's something. You know, really scandalous at play here, and maybe I mean maybe, but I you know I don't know, um, but I would I I don't think this is job threatening. It's just concerning from the sense of it's another thing, yeah. and it just feels like it is emblematic of a program whose attention to detail at times um, is not great and is probably playing a role in the program's inability to really, like, get over the top and become the elite program that everyone wants it to become. That's, that, like, I just look at this whole thing in the totality of they've done some good things under Penny. Now, what could they do if, like, there's all this stuff wasn't happening? Like, how much better could they have been? Like, how much was left on the table because you're always dealing with stuff? Um, And that's something I think whatever happens here down the stretch— Penny needs to take a hard look in the mirror and understand that he is never going to fulfill the I don't think he's going to fulfill the potential he has as a coach and this program has if this stuff keeps cropping up and getting in the way of your momentum. It's just it, it's unnecessary and you know the best coaches in the country don't have it. They don't. Frankly, no other program at the school has it. No. And so it's just something he needs to I just think he needs to take a hard look. It's not about the coaching. It's about, like, the day-to-day administration of the program. Something's off. This stuff keeps happening. Doesn't matter who the players are. Doesn't matter who the coaches are. Keeps happening. And so, you know, and I, you know, typically, he, ha- you know, he's improved as a coach. He's, he's, it's not like he's been, he's been stubborn in some ways, but in some ways he hasn't been stubborn. And so it's up to, you know, ultimately it's his program. He's going to be judged by the win-loss and the accomplishments. And I think, you know, I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm speaking alone here. I, you know, like I don't think like I wrote a column about it, and I don't think the reaction I got was not. You know, there were some people who were like, "F you," essentially. You know, like you know, how dare you? Um, but not as many as I thought. You know, like not as many as I thought. I think a lot of people feel this way that like they no one wants Penny fired. No one wants him to lose a job. Everyone thinks he's doing an okay. I think he's doing an okay job. It's more about like, man. It feels like he could be doing so much better. And, like, it's th- right there for the taking for him. He set himself up in a lot of ways to do better. But then there's these other things that get in the way of the progress he's making yeah. as a coach. And it's 
that's where the Malcolm thing factors in. It just feels like it's a symptom. I, I doubt Penny had anything to do with whatever is being alleged or whatever potential stuff's here. But it feels emblematic of a program that, you know, whose attention to detail has been lacking um, right. pretty consistently over the six years Penny's been coach. And it's the fact that they've won as much as they have is a credit to Penny. But, like, it feels like they could win more. They should be winning more. This season should have been like a 28-win season. Let's be real. Like, this should have been, like, the best. I was calling it the best team since John Calipari, and that's what I think it should have been. And it, the, the fact that it's not, you know, it feels like it's a lot, and it feels like it's due to a lot of stuff that ultimately is stuff that feels like it's been a problem pretty consistently for Penny Hardaway. <clears throat> right. I think that's the... That's the frustration of the of the Hardaway era is that yeah. most of the most honestly you're on the cusp of something here, but like you keep getting in your own way. Yeah, it's self inflicted. It's like most well, the Wiseman thing. You know, you had a president involved in that too. Yeah, no, the, on I, Memphis should they blew that. It's that the, you don't let a coach make that early decision. on. I think you could. I that think wasn't on Penny. Early on, you could shrug it off. Like like people saying he was inexperienced. He was inexperienced. But now it's 6 years in. No, and like I'm you want to see there. some progress. Yeah, up. yeah, it's it's just it's just Yeah, a, there should have been more up. guardrails at Clean the beginning the for him. Yeah. There should have Yeah. It's just, Seriously. you know, and so I just don't see other if other if I saw other teams going through stuff like this around the country consistently, like other good teams, yeah. I'd I'd maybe shrug it off more. But I don't see other teams consistently having the stuff, the drama, whatever you want to call mm. it crop up like this all the time. And last season was like the only season it feels like. Last season and his first season were really the only times it felt like there hasn't been like extraneous stuff. And even last season, you know, kind of got ended on a sour note because of what happened at the end of that Florida Atlantic game beyond the timeout, like the whole Malcolm Kendrick thing that was really weird. Um, And so, but that last season it felt like was his best season I think his best coaching job. Like, the team wasn't as talented as most of his teams have been, and it felt like, I'm not saying he squeezed everything out of that team, but he squeezed the most out of that team in comparison to, like, his other teams. And and that's why I was so excited going in the offseason, because I was like, this is, like, he's he's figured it out. out. He's figured this stuff out. He's close. And, And this whole thing here over the last month, and even like when they started fifteen and two, you're like, oh my gosh, like this, this is it. Like he's breaking through. And then all this stuff that's happened has just felt like such. It's like a two steps back, you know, a little bit. You're back to where, you know, you're back to where, even you know, you're back to where you didn't want to be uh, as a program where you'd already been. And you know, that's that's unfortunate. And so I think uh, no matter how this goes the rest of the way, uh, I hope there is some sort of soul searching in terms of here's listen, like how can we avoid some of this like yeah. i think there's some very clear things like to me yes he got a lot of talent out of the portal but like he said himself at the tournament last year i got to get these guys in by june because that's how i can get the team to be a team in this type of climate when i have all these transfers okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.